Welcome to Season 4 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Carol Woolham Roberts. And I'm her husband, Paul. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I have been bringing special guests to you since the beginning of 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Throughout this cold, dark month of December, we are going to brighten up your day talking with our good friend, Carrie Alexander, the owner of the Sunshine Flower Farm. In this first episode, we'll hear about the growth in her life that led this retired publisher and ad exec to this new business adventure. Oh, I see what you did with that flowery language, Carol. Let's get started with episode one of our interview with budding flower farmer, Carrie Alexander. Hello, today we are excited to have our friend Carrie Alexander with us. Carrie is has been a part of our sacred garden community since we started, so we've kind of got to be a part of this new journey of hers. She transitioned from working in newspaper publishing, and now she is the owner of a Flower Farm, Sunshine Flower Farm, and so we're going to talk to her today about the creativity of having that new business, and um, we are excited to hear her story. Yay. It's good to have you here, Carrie. Thank you both. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, yeah. I get to to kind of pretend like I don't really know these people sometimes, (laughs) because oftentimes... I don't really know these people. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start and just say, yeah. tell us a b- little bit about you. That's kind where of a wide we, open question. Where do we start? Where do we... I, I know. Where do, what, what part of my life yeah. do we begin? You're a Silver Valley girl, right? I'm a Silver Valley girl, but I was born in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Okay. In an, in an Air Force Base hospital mm-hmm. on my mom's birthday. Wow. <laughs> and my sister came 22 months later on my dad's birthday in that same hospital. <laughs> oh, and then God. soon after my dad got out of the Air Force, he served his, his time. And my mom and dad decided they loved Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. It's mm-hmm. really a lot like here. Mm-hmm. Uh, tons of lakes, mm-hmm. really beautiful, lots of snow. And my grandmother, who I'm named after, she, she was really pretty ill. She had MS. Mm-hmm. And they kind of were expecting her to take kind of a bad turn. Um, so they actually end up moving back mm. to the Silver Valley. Yeah. Of course, mom is a Osborne girl, graduated from Wallace. Mm-hmm. Dad's a Mullen guy, graduated from Mullen. Yeah. And they bought our home in Pinehurst, and Carla and I both graduated from Kellogg. We encompass. That's right. The whole <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So then, yeah, so a Kellogg girl graduated in 1987, uh, attended University of Idaho and North Idaho College, both. I mm-hmm. uh, did not graduate with my bachelor's degree. I was 36 credits shy. And it always bothered me that I did not get my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. I, like I wasted all these thousands of dollars of my parents' money. And my dad always reminded me, you didn't waste anything. That's right. You have these classes. You have this education. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that you don't have your certificate. Right. Exactly. So I ended up pursuing newspapers 
because I wanted to work in the industry. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work in the, in the industry. And so I just treated the Cordline Press like my university. Right. And it took me 23 years to become publisher, which was my right. ultimate goal to publish our local newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I sat there for eight years in that in that chair. It was really hard work. Mm-hmm. I wanted it so badly. And I, this is why I've expressed this to my nephews a couple, well, it was over the summer. I said, be careful what you want in your life. And because because God, I believe God wants to give you all the desires of your heart. But we forget the responsibility Mm -hmm. that comes along with what those desires are. And so I kind of forgot being publisher is really, really hard. I had to learn three aspects of the newspaper business instead of just advertising. Mm -hmm. And um, circulation was hard, especially with declining numbers, trying to rebuild that. And then editorial. Mm -hmm. There was a lot to learn on the editorial side, the newsroom and how we cover stories when we make mistakes, how we handle those mistakes. Mm-hmm. I um, That's when my skin got really tough. It, I had to toughen yeah. up being in that role way more than being an ad exec yeah. and selling advertising and being told no yeah. nine times out of ten. Right. <laughs> no, it didn't really bother me because you know, uh-huh. I'd heard it so much. Yeah. But um, I hate your paper and yes. that's not the truth. Yeah. Right. Uh, th- you know, this and that. Or, you know, you wrote something that hurt my heart, hurt my family. That yeah. was hard. Yeah. yeah. That was hard. So... Oh, yeah. The flower business. <laughs> so I retire. Yeah. May 27th, 2022. Mm. I retired. And it took me, I think I've shared with you guys before that it took me a long time to figure out, God, what is my purpose? What is mm-hmm. my next step? Because mm-hmm. I know you have a second act. Right. Yeah. If God gives me enough years here, maybe I'll have a third and a fourth act, mm-hmm. right? So I just was really challenged to figure out what that second act was going to be. And it wasn't until I was in Hummingbird Haven, which is our patio, that mm-hmm. I kind of create every year with this different theme of beauty with flowers, right? Mm-hmm. That an old client said to me on Facebook, and he's, he, he never would ever post anything on my com- or my post. He never commented on my post. He never really said anything. And I always called him Bike Man. He worked at Cordline Honda. And uh, he always called me Newspaper Girl. And <laughs> he wrote on, he saw this picture of Hummingbird Haven, and he, he posted a comment and said, you are no longer flower, or excuse me, you are no longer newspaper girl. You are now flower girl. Wow. Mm. And it was right then that I felt like God used him as an angel yeah. to like tell me and to literally, because I need God to not whisper. He's like, I need yeah. him to get yacht me. Carrie, <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do. You know, this is what I want you to do. And so all of a sudden I just felt like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to work in flowers. Yeah. So that's where the journey at least the light bulb went on that I yeah. need to find a, a, my journey in flowers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So were you were, were you interested in in gardening and flowers all the time? Uh, or is early, that a new thing? Early on, of course, I think kids always love flowers, yeah. right? My grandma, you know, was a gardener. My mom gardened all the time. Mm-hmm. That's where mom okay. got rid of her stress. Mm-hmm. Which she would be in the garden on all fours, down there pulling weeds. Mm-hmm. You know, she'd had a bad day at the commissioner's office yes. or when she was county treasurer, whatever it was. She was out there. And dad, in fact, he he put a floodlight on our deck. And so at nighttime, she'd have some light out there because she would stay out there so long. We'd be hollering, are you coming in? You know, so I had this gardening uh, life instilled in me just by watching my mom. And my dad was really into landscaping mm-hmm. and just meticulous. Yeah. Uh, Mitch and I, of course, wanted everything to always look nice mm-hmm. and, and keep our lawn cut, you know, well and and and, and things to look nice. But I really didn't get in. I, I say p- passionately fall in love with gardening until probably my probably my late 30s to early 40s mm-hmm. is when I really fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And I realized how healing it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. Mm-hmm. And was it 
flowers? I mean, has that always kind of been the type of Definitely, yeah. definitely. And I, you know, Mitch and I, you know, Mitch was worked at the sheriff's office for 25 years and he he wasn't getting rich, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had just a little budget that yeah. I could have to, to grow flowers. So annuals, it was pretty cheap to, to grow mm-hmm. annuals and yeah. plant annuals. And so I didn't even start growing seeds. I'm embarrassed to say this. I'm 54 years old and I did not plant my first seeds. I mean, truly grow flowers from seed mm-hmm. um, until last year. Mm-hmm. Well, Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I would just buy, I would go buy, yeah. buy bedding plants. Well, sure. um, and my mom didn't really grow a lot from seeds. Mm-hmm. She did a little bit, but you know, like the garden garden. Right, mm-hmm. right. Vegetable garden. Yeah. But not really so much from flowers she didn't. And so mm-hmm. I really like, and that's where I had to learn. I had to take some, well, I had to take a class, yes. you know, on, on the proper way to do it. Mm-hmm. So I went through the floret. Uh, Florette Flower Farm, which is in the Skagit Valley. It's Mount Vernon, Washington. Mm-hmm. And I took her course. Uh, it's an online course. And it was a succession of videos that I would receive the chunk of videos every Friday. And then for six weeks, I just kind of went through these courses through mm-hmm. videos. Mm-hmm. And she sends a course book. And I did that every weekend for during January of 2021. Mm-hmm. And so I, I watched her story on a her program. It was four episodes on the Magnolia Network. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I watched it, I binge watched it over and over and over again. I fell in love with her story. Uh-huh. And this is, this is again, be careful what you wish for and the desires of your hearts because of the great responsibility that comes with the things that we want in our life. And I watched her story of it. I didn't get to feel the, the physical challenging part of her mm-hmm. story of being a flower farmer. Yeah. But I just fell in love with the beauty of the flowers, right? right? And that right. she and her husband were like kind of in this together. Yeah. And then her best friend became part of it. I was like, oh, this is so dreamy. <laughs> so I fell in love with her story. And then when Mike had, you know, had made that comment about me being a flower girl mm. now, I was like, wow, I've been a container gardener for many years. Mm. And I'm pretty, I've developed some good skill set with it. Mm-hmm. But can I actually have a flower farm? Yeah. Can I actually like plant a cutting garden? And, and can I really do this? Yeah. Am I really made for this? Uh-huh. Well, Yes, mm-hmm. I am. But it mm-hmm. is hard, challenging work. And yes. it's funny because every gardener that I talk to, like anybody who works in the industry, they always talk about, you know, everybody's always about the beauty. Oh, it's so beautiful. You must love what you do. And, and they always say, yes, yes. It, it is beautiful. But they always have this added on. But it's super hard work, mm-hmm. like physically hard and challenging and exhausting. Yeah. But for whatever, you just keep getting up every day and right. keep the work going, mm-hmm. right? starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track? This is what Gromia's story is all about. Paul and Carol Willem Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.gromiastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. Um, My evil enemy in the garden is weeds. I learned that this year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I had, so I started out 
with three rows, about 50 feet long. I had three rows. And I built the first one myself, all by myself. And I planted 100 dahlia tubers that same day mm -hmm. in one day. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy that I could do that in, in one day. Yes. I did it by myself. And I'm doing no dig. So it's cardboard mm -hmm. down. And then I, I had soil brought in uh -huh. from a nursery out in Hayden that has great garden soil. So I'm wheelbarrowing everything over and building these beds. And they're about, I don't know, about four feet wide, maybe three and a half to four feet wide, about 50 feet long and about 18 inches high. Mm. So it's a lot of work, right? right? And so, and then planting all the dahlias. And then, so what happened was in my mind, I wasn't really a great math student, better English student. <laughs> well, I had, I was missing like, I had like, I don't know, 10 or 15 more dahlias that I had to plant. So I was missing garden space to plant oh, it. And yeah. the rains were starting to come. And Mitch got home and he was like, how many feet do you need? How many feet do you need? I go, oh, I need 10 more feet. I need more, like 10 more feet of, of bed space. And so Mitch, in a matter of minutes, I mean, it took me all day yeah. to do it. In a matter of minutes, this man who's like a machine, a physical machine, right? Workhorse. He builds, he just does it like that. Yeah, yeah. And I got them planted. And I remember I had a red beer. And I celebrated. And I was like, I did it. Yeah. I did it. I did all of this. And I did most of it by myself yeah. with no help. Yeah. And it was really easy to take care of the weed pressure because mm -hmm. we did three beds that year. And then, of course, this year we added six more rows. Mm -hmm. So I have nine wow. about 50 foot long rows wow. and I have two wood raised beds and I have two other ones, two for strawberries. But, oh, my gosh, I just can't. I, I, do, I don't want any more space. I, this yeah. is plenty. This is yeah. And the weeds were it was challenging. Yeah. It was really challenging. Yeah. What are you what kind of weeds do you deal? Is there certain things that have come up or um, that are worse than? You know what? I'm not, I'm trying to actually figure out what was so bad for me this year. It's almost like my sister-in-law thought it might be little cottonwoods. Oh, I don't know that it is cottonwoods. It has kind of a red stem, uh -huh. and it's super hard to tug. Oh. Like you don't want to let it get too established because yeah. it's almost impossible to pull it out. Mm -hmm. So that really overtook this year. Yeah. Um, what other weed do I really... This is the one thing I don't know. I know quite a bit about flowers, but I right. don't really know yeah. um, about all my weeds. <laughs> all the enemies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I, will, I know. I will tell you I have an elderberry bush oh. that will not give up though it's it's, oh, it's still yeah. sun so i'm always hacking it down and it just it will it, and i it's just it's crazy it just oh, every year funny. keeps coming yeah. back the yeah. elderberries maybe it could be an elderberry family that oh, i'm dealing with there no. you go. yeah i know we had um a few years ago these these leaves came up and they were so pretty and and then all of a sudden they're just like choking everything out and we'd never had them before well it was buttercups oh, and, oh my gosh they're awful and those are ones you have to because they have they they grow underneath the soil and they yes. and if you keep them cut down they do pretty good you know and you try to not get them to bloom and if I do that I've figured out that then they won't choke out everything oh. out but yeah and it was and I don't know if maybe because I after my mom passed away I brought some stuff over from her yard and I'm wondering if there was just some in there oh, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, it just oh, yeah. kind of took over. I don't know, but I know. Oh, there's so many are... ways that weeds can travel too. One thing I do deal with, it's not really a weed, but I have so much pressure on my back property is uh, yarrow. Oh, I have like yeah. a wild yeah. yarrow, yeah. which there's a ton of healing properties in mm -hmm. yarrow. Mm -hmm. And so I don't despise it and I love its flower. Yeah. It's a yes, very good, it's, very it's, it's a very good flower in the vase. It has huge, long, long vase life. It dries well. But it, I mean, I have like, it's like a, like a, it's almost like grassy yarrow. Like mm. it, like Mitch will mow it down to keep that down mm -hmm. for me. But I mean, I have, I have one friend who comes and collects it because she uses it yeah. and like different ointments and things that she makes. Right. And, but it has been really challenging in the oh. garden. But that was pretty easy for me to pull. Yes. Yeah. At least. Mm -hmm. And the bindweed. I think we all deal with oh, yeah. the bindweed. Yeah. yeah. 
that. No, the weeds are definitely my nemesis yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then I had, the first summer I had, um, I don't know what it was, but I had a horrible problem with bald face hornets. And they were literally oh. chasing me out of the garden. Oh, like, wow. I'm talking aggressive, mean, wow. horrible, because I'm not really afraid of bees too much. Right. Yellow Jackets and I can get along. I just don't really mess with you. Mm-hmm. You don't mess with me. I love, love um, bumblebees. Yeah. Love honeybees, yeah. yes. you know. Yes. But but I've also learned that you do want to have some of those more aggressive bees in your garden because mm-hmm. they eat some of the other bad stuff that oh, we don't want messing. Yeah. You know, because they are like hunters mm-hmm. and carnivorous. So they do eat some of the things that we don't want to have. Yeah. And of course, this, I would would have told you a year ago the snake was my nemesis. Oh. Mm. But yeah. it's not anymore. Mm. Really? It's not. I have done, I've worked really hard to overcome my fear of yeah. snakes. And um, I'm, don't get me wrong, I don't want to be touching them. Right. You know, but they are going to hurt you. I mean, they're, they're just so, slithery and yeah, icky. Yeah. Yeah, they're so. <laughs> I know good. around here, we, yeah, we're fortunate that we don't have. So have you, you know, got water, have you got water running behind your property then? Is there a creek? No, the, the, actually, it's across the street it's from across, us. Yeah. But we do have a natural spring, Paul, that okay. that in the early spring, we'll, we've even seen like the elk will kind of get a, around it. Huh. So we easily, we so easily could even like dig and have a, some sort of well mm-hmm. or something for irrigation. We have two lines to our house. We have an irrigation line and our domestic line for water. Mm-hmm. So that part was really easy with getting the my irrigation system figured yeah. out for the garden. Yeah, so there is definitely, there's just water up in Big Creek. Yeah. Sorry yeah. I say Creek, you guys. I know we're all Silver Valley oh, people. So I say Creek all the time. I was going to say, take a minute. <laughs> take a minute for those that might be listening that they don't live around here. Where is your space? Yes. Where's your home? Yeah, Where? so we, it's about five, well, about six miles outside of the Kellogg City. Uh, and we're east. Mm-hmm. We're, we're east, heading towards Osborne. So, um, and of course, everything... <laughs> Whenever I'm talking to somebody who doesn't live here, I always say, oh, I live on Big Creek Road. And, yeah. you know, if, if, if I said that to you guys, you'd be like, oh, she's so fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so on Silver Valley like. And so when I'm with my friends from Silver Valley, it's, we all say Big, Big Creek, Pine yeah. Creek, yeah. Elk yes. Creek, yes. Loop yeah. Creek, you yeah. know, yeah. Kelly Creek. I mean, we just don't say. Say yeah. Creek like a hick. Yeah, yeah say we Creek do. like a hick. We yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. And. Used to be Lead Creek. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's a beautiful spot. Yeah. I've been up there, and it's just yeah, it's really fun. Thank you so just much. Thank you for joining us for our conversations with people who live creative lives. Paul, any thoughts on today's episode? Well, I like hearing Carrie talk about her second act, uh, the the next thing in her life. And and especially I like hearing about her desire to bring the creator into that decision-making process. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we would like to thank you for listening to this program. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me A Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our Fertile Ground blog posts, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. Join us next Friday for Episode 2 of our interview with Carrie Alexander. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.